0: Stop the wise and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
4: To um, turn this over to Jack to walk us through uh, the delinquent land tax process. I do want to let you know that... Um, We can't take comments about this particular case. As you understand, there's an ongoing investigation, there's an ongoing prosecution, so we cannot take questions about the particular case. But we can talk about the process in general, and Jack is going to do uh, those. So I'm gonna turn this over um, to to Jack, and you'll come on up.
5: Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. As Judge uh, Otto said, my name is Jack Foster. I'm Director of the Civil Process Department. It's my understanding that there's been a lot of questions about who the uh, Civil Process Department is, what we do, our training, and uh, and as soon as I get through the delinquent le- land tax uh, information as to what that process is, I'll just have a few comments about uh, Mr. Drexel-Mack as we're all grieving uh, his loss. Um, so first of all, the Civil Process Department is Um, Part of the Sixteenth Circuit Court, we perform duties that are normally uh, done by sheriff's departments in other counties. Uh, We are somewhat unique um, in that respect. We are not law enforcement officers, uh, but we perform duties uh, similar to those carried out by sheriff's deputies in in other counties of the United States. Um, Our training, I try to match that as closely as I can. To law enforcement training, we provide firearms training, personal defense, handgun retention, uh, building search, handcuff techniques, uh, OC, close quarter control tactics, and, and those uh, sorts of training uh, through a private pro- uh, contractor. Um, we serve uh, all civil papers such as summons, subpoenas, garnishments. And we also execute writs uh, for civil processes in which we seize properties, which would include evictions, uh, which is the process that we'll be talking about today. Uh, The delinquent land tax process, um, that is a process that is initiated by the county. And uh, they collect taxes on properties. I think everyone's aware of all the property taxes that we owe and uh, as a result, if you're delinquent on your taxes for more than three years then a process is begun by the county in which they will file with the court a petition uh, to put these uh, properties into a delinquent land tax sale and uh, in uh, September uh, they go before the court again to uh, render a judgment on the properties that are still delinquent on their taxes to be placed in a sale the following August. Uh, after, after we do a sale, any properties that were sold on the courthouse steps in Independence or in Kansas City, uh, they go before the judge for a confirmation hearing, and at that point, uh, the property owner can come forward to the judge, and object to the sale, and so after the judge renders that the sale is confirmed, the party still has 20 days after that for an appeal process. Um, after that appeal process takes place, uh, we'll work on an issuance of what we call a court administrator's deed. And then once that deed is issued, we'll record it with a recorder of deeds with the county, and then we will uh, uh, provide that to the uh, purchaser uh, from the delinquent land tax sale. Uh, Once the purchaser has a uh, court administrator's deed, they can take uh, possession of the property that they bought on the courthouse steps. And if someone is still uh, at the residence at that time, they will ask for a writ of possession from the court. And it's part of the judgment in the confirmation uh, process that we provide immediate possession of that property to the new owner and that's when the writ is issued, and our personnel from the Civil, Civil Process Department will go out and post said residence. Uh, in this case, I think it was about a seven-day uh, window between when we posted the residence and when we went out to execute the writ. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but that is the general process for us to go out and execute those writs. Um, So, before I take any questions, um, our department is very small. Um, I hired Mr. Mack uh, almost 10 years ago. He was a kind man, uh, a good heart. Uh, In his time here, he was uh, nominated as uh, employee of the month and he won employee of the year based on this nomination and it was uh, provided by one of our uh, clerical staff and i just like to read a few comments from there uh, deputy mac has put forth an impressive effort since he started in our department he was previously an employee of family court but we are very fortunate that he chose to come work with us as an execution deputy He is responsible for serving and executing our most important and time-sensitive papers. He does evictions, levies, and service of ex parte orders. I have noticed a dramatic rise in service since Deputy Mack started. He goes above and beyond to serve orders of protection. He makes every effort to get his ex parte orders served. He will make multiple tips within a short time frame. This includes working nights and weekends. Many times ex parte orders are filed with incomplete or incomplete addresses. Deputy Deputy Mack will call petitioners and do his best to ascertain a proper address for successful service. His hard work often pays off and he gets his papers served. Besides carrying a heavy load of his own papers, Deputy Mack often volunteers uh, to help other deputies by taking some of their papers He is a team player who believes in helping others get his job done. Mr. Mack uh, has a sister who lives in town. He also has a 19-year-old son that he's uh, just graduated and uh, is so proud of him, but he lives in in Miami. So he has uh, family here and he has family in uh, the uh, Florida area. He uh, has a fiance who has three children who he loved and uh, liked as his own, and was to be married in the near future. Um, so, uh, I'd also like to thank uh, the Independence Police Department. Uh, they uh, they came to our rescue, and they paid the price. I'll take any questions at this time. Mr.
2: Foster. for this work, is it usually done independently until something is dangerous, or how, what ends up having
5: them here? Well, we have a process in place in which we try to evaluate each situation. Of course, we get over 3,000 papers a month, and so we can't properly evaluate everything that comes across our desk. Um, But generally speaking, we send one person out for most of the service we do. But if we have any indication that there's a problem, we will send two. And if we believe there's more extenuous circumstances, we would ask for law enforcement uh, assistance. I know it's early, but are there any plans to change this
2: policy and improve it to
5: parents? It's still too early in the investigation for us to determine if anything needs to be changed at this time.
0: They looked at, like, bulletproof vests, and can you clarify why they do it by the sheriff's deputies? Why they don't do it by sheriff's deputies here? Then your department doesn't sit. So I'm just trying to wrap my mind
5: around that. Right. Um, this was created back in 1973 as part of uh, Jackson County's charter. That's where we derive our authority from. And as, as closely as I can, uh, I came from KCPD after 30 years, retired from uh, that department. And so I bring a wealth of, uh, of police knowledge to this department. I have uh, other uh, command level staff members working for me as well. Um, so we're quite familiar with law enforcement techniques. Our personnel wear bulletproof vests. Um, they wear polo shirts with a court uh, emblem on it. So there's no mistaking who they are. They have firearms. They have uh, oleoresin capsaicin. And uh, other, other than that, we don't have arrest powers, but we act pretty much in the same capacity as law enforcement officers in other areas.
2: What kind of vehicles are they having? For,
5: um, for the most part, we have them drive their own private vehicles and compensate them.
0: And the procession was on February 9th of this year, and that's what they were executing?
5: I'm sorry? the writ of concession? I, I think it was um, requested on or about that date, and then I'm not sure exactly what the date was when we posted the residents, but then obviously yesterday we were out to execute uh, that writ, but they were given ample notice that uh, our posting would notify them that we are coming for the eviction and let them know. We just don't give them the date and time when that is going to occur. Can
0: you talk about what stood out to you when you did the interview process for Mr. Mack of kind of his character, the type of human he was, and, and what it's like now?
5: Um, you know, Mr. Mack had a big heart. Uh, he obviously uh, meant a lot to us. Uh, our staff is grieving. And uh, anyway, I'm trying to focus at this point in time on my staff and their needs.
0: When you say happen. it's a small department, we're talking about
5: five people, 15, 20? I, if fully staffed, I have fir- 15 uh, field staff members who go out and serve papers and execute the writs, and then I have seven uh, clerical staff members as well as some support staff. And you said
0: that you file 3,000 of these
6: every year, or has it increased because of uh, what the changes in Jackson County it, taxes and it, stuff?
5: Uh, the number of papers that come to the court, we well, we don't control. Who who files the court papers? But on average, it's anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 plus papers in a month that we receive for service.
0: When the assessments go up, I guess my question is, have there been a dramatic increase in these? As a result, I,
5: I don't know the answer to that.
0: What's the normal process
6: when it comes to entering the property? You know, going up the driveway,
0: going up to the door. What does that normally look like?
5: Well, we, we teach our, our people to be cognizant of the fact that they need to approach from an angle uh, and take every precaution to notice anything that's out of the uh, unusual, so to speak. And, uh, and at some point in time, we all have to cross the threshold and go into the house to, to make sure it's clear so that whoever the uh, new owner is, that we've made sure that the uh, residence is empty and that there's no risk for, for them to take over the property.
6: Can you give us any additional context just about kind of general dangers based on the job and, you know, how, how often these things, you know, service can go with, with incidents
5: or without? I mean, I would be somewhat speculative uh, in, in some respects, but... Um, there's a lot of things that we do where we're sort of like a mail carrier. We're delivering papers to certain businesses and that sort of thing. And then there's these other processes in which when you're going into a house, you never know what you're going to encounter. So there are some similarities to what law enforcement officers face in the field.
2: Would have, have any of
5: the staff ever expressed concerns about going alone in these situations? Um, I'm sure there's... Probably been some, but I don't know of them specifically.
0: You've been in touch with Mr. Mack's
5: family? Uh, yes, we we contacted her today.
0: Did they give you any sort of statement her?
5: I don't have anything to provide at this time. And you
0: described Mr. Mack as having a very positive uh, relationship with his co workers, who is a team player. Um, what support is currently being offered? All right,
6: that is a news conference from uh, Jackson County Court. Uh, <laughs> a lot of moving parts in here right now. And we're going to get Gene Peters Baker in in just a moment. She's going to talk about what happened yesterday in Independence. We have some breaking news, though, that we need to bring to your attention. Britt Reed, the son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reed, who was also at the time an assistant coach with the Chiefs, Britt Reed was, has just had his sentence commuted by the governor of Missouri, Mike Parsons. It was a three-year sentence. You, you'll recall the horrific, horrific, Life
3: drunk, driving... altering injuries to the child that who, was in the car he who, struck. Who
6: was five years old at the time. Ariel, Ariel Young. Thank, Ariel you. Young, thank you. Ariel Young. I remember Ariel. And uh, Britt Reed was uh, convicted, was sentenced to three years in prison. He is now on house arrest. His, his sentence has just been commuted... By the governor of Missouri. I am without words. If this was anybody other than the son of the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, this
3: would not
6: have happened.
3: Ariel's family has to be... Furious. Furious.
6: He has been put on house arrest... But he is allowed to work for um, no less than 30 hours a week. He has to work 30 hours a week, have an ignition interlock system put into any car that he operates, has to go to weekly meetings with a probation or a parole officer, has to go to weekly meetings with a peer
3: support sponsor. Read that AA. Look, there were 36 pardons and (sighs) three commutations without comment. Britt Reid is just on that list. We have just learned this while we were watching the news conference about the horror that unfolded in independence overnight. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters-Baker is calling in now. We will be right back with our interview with her about what happened in independence, the charges that we have learned about in that case straight ahead on Dana and Parks.
6: All right, let's get right to it because she has limited time and uh, we want to get as much information from her as we can. Uh, If you were listening to the program earlier today, we carried their news conference. Live charges have been filed today against Larry Acree, two charges of first-degree murder in connection with what happened yesterday in Independence with the murder of a process server and an Independence police officer, Gene Peters Baker. The Jackson County prosecutor joins us on the KMBZ hotline. Uh, Madam prosecutor, thank you for your time. We do appreciate it.
4: Thank you for having me.
3: You know, it's just been such a dark um, several weeks for our town. Um, we appreciate the time. I know your office is exhausted, but there's a lot of work to do ahead. Um, people have a lot of questions, and I know that you are limited in what you can answer, but can is there anything you can tell us? about 69-year-old Larry Acree. What what do we know about the circumstances that led up to um, Mr. Drexel and then the Independence Police officers ending up in front of that house?
4: Well, um, you know, as I announced this morning, we believe that um, this was all stemmed from delinquent taxes uh, that were owed on that property. As you know, or you may know, you know, delinquent taxes, generally, you get three years in arrearages um, before um, there's an action instituted against your property. And so um, that is my understanding, you know, in in this particular case. So it's early, we have to comb through a lot of uh, other issues. And so at this point, that's, you know, while I have yet to see a um, reason that anyone would find logical for homicide, um, this is sure far from it.
6: Uh, Madam Prosecutor, uh, you were asked this morning, and, and forgive me for saying this, but I don't know that you answered the question directly, uh, whether or not Mr. Cree was a sovereign citizen.
4: Um, I don't know the answers to all of those things yet, but that would not be something I'd be comfortable answering about him at this point.
3: Could you you at least tell us, Madam Prosecutor, whether or not he was known to law enforcement prior? We've had so many discussions over the past two days with process servers, the dangers involved in that job. Um, You know, I do know on the other side of that door, they have all said you just never know what you're going to get. Was there anything in his history that would have indicated um, he was capable of just such horrific violence.
4: Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to, um, you know, evade your questions. It's not that I want to um, possess information just for myself. <laughs> no, I know. It's that I want to successfully prosecute a case, and that's my primary responsibility, and my it's where my aim is. My laser aim is on doing that. So at this point, um, I can't share any other details about this defendant, um, but there will be more details that will come.
3: Have, have you met with the families of Officer Allen and, and
4: Mr. Mack? Um, everything that we, um, because of the quickness of this, everything had to be done via phone calls. And um, because the police um, wished to contact the widow of the fallen officer, of course, we. Um, we want it to limit how much, um, the, just the the level of harm um, that's been done to that particular family. Now, the process server family, um, I think I contacted six different people this morning, um, you know, to kind of walk them through where I thought we were going to be. Um, so they are, you know, kind of scattered about um, in different parts of the country, and so I wanted to make sure that they had sufficient notice as well. And that that includes his son, um, who is um, a junior.
6: 19, I heard, yeah. My God. Uh, Madam Prosecutor, we we more than appreciate your time, and we're we're, uh, disappointed and saddened that we have to talk to you on an occasion like this, Uh, but we do appreciate your time. Uh, Do you. you. Do you anticipate at some point you will be seeking the death penalty?
4: I think um, all punishment is presently on the table and to be considered, and that is a legal decision that's actually rendered um, and with consultation with families. And so, of course, um, those two hurdles have not been crossed yet, but they will be, um, that's part of the process for me.
3: I I believe I read somewhere he is, quote, in custody, if he's still in the hospital or not, he is in custody on a $2 million bond. Um, There would be no reason to think that that would change would it not and I guess what is the next step in the legal process um, just trying to assure the, the public that he's not going anywhere
4: of course everyone is entitled to bond hearings and that is um, a provision that um, you know my prosecutors are equipped with to deal with every day of the week so we manage those um, so there may be one here there may not be he may actually not file for one um, because I I just can't see any reason why that would be seriously entertained. So that said, we will be there every step of the way to oppose any kind of reduction in his bond. And I believe he will go directly from his hospital to a jail cell in the Jackson County Detention Center.
6: Can you clarify, uh, Madam Prosecutor, how many people were actually hurt? We've gotten mixed reports that, uh, obviously we know that, that the officer, Cody Allen, may God bless his family and him, and Drexel Mack died yesterday, and that there was right. another officer that was hurt. How many people were actually
4: shot? We believe four people were shot. Um, of course, you know that two of those were fatal, mm-hmm. and um, one officer um, was struck and received medical attention and there then is a third officer who was actually struck but not seriously harmed
6: can you tell us the condition of the second officer that
4: was hit um i i don't have a full um picture of that yet but he was progressing well and he um his condition looked good and i say that you know the man was shot so um we're mindful of how uh, you know, serious those injuries are, and how they can turn quickly.
6: I don't mean to be but, I don't mean to be morbid, um, but are we're not anticipating any more fatalities, are we?
4: We are not. Okay, we are or not good.
3: And then we hate to end on this note, but this was breaking news coming in moments um, before you joined us on the program. This will end up making national headlines this afternoon. I'm already seeing it that the Missouri governor has just commuted the sentence of Chief's former assistant coach. Britt Reed, your office was heavily involved in that case uh, that made national headlines at the time when five year old Ariel was injured um are you aware of that commutation, and can you comment on 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 your thoughts um madam prosecutor about about those developments?
4: I have been aware of those for literally about um maybe ten minutes um, We did not receive a courtesy call or a call to say what do you think um about that action. And I don't know that the victim's family were notified as well. So I'm, as I sit here talking to you, I haven't had an opportunity to speak to them. I don't know if anyone has, but what it does, um, you know, what it does make you wonder when you are in the criminal justice system and you're meeting out justice every day of the week, you know, I wonder if the individual who killed um, another police officer in Kansas City, because he was driving too fast and ran a red light um, and a pedestrian was killed that night as well, as long as a, a, a police dog. If that person's sentence will be commuted as well, it makes you wonder, you know, we're not we're not even to the you know final disposition on that case. But one has to wonder what what happens next and then i have to ask you yes i I have to ask you madam
3: prosecutor will you have to now hang up and make that call to ariel's family i do Uh,
6: madam prosecutor very quickly would not a courtesy call from the governor be protocol
4: so i can't say that i've well yes
6: I mean, he, he, shouldn't he call you and say, I'm, I'm getting ready to commute the sentence of somebody you sent to
4: prison? Sure, of course. I mean, our system should always work um, to that degree. And I would think, too, a governor would just want to know, hey, you are the prosecution team. What is there anything else I need to know um, about this particular matter before I take this action? That would that would be logical as well. And it would be smart um, for any governor actually to do that. I
3: I, I would like to go back to Ariel and her family. I, I don't even know what that, this is your job. You are the prosecutor. You have to pick up the phone and call them and try to explain this. And, and your thoughts just on that
4: process. (laughs) Um well I will when duty calls duty calls and I I will um, I will satisfy you know um, that basic very basic level of, of human interaction they um, and certainly I do want to check on them too of course
6: well madam prosecutor I, I know I speak for Dana in this regard we do not envy the position that you are in nor the call that you're about to have to make Uh and I don't, I don't ever uh, and would never claim that I speak for you, but I speak for me and I speak for this show. We are sickened by this commutation. Um, I don't expect you to comment on this, um, but this is disgusting to me that the governor of Missouri would commute the sentence of Britt Reed, who has been in prison for, I believe, one year on a three-year sentence. Um, it is disgusting to me. That's all I'm going to say. Because, because and I don't expect I, you. to I, I'm
3: going to compound on that. There, there's there's no explanation that you can give her family. Gene, you know this. There's nothing you can say to her family that is going to make this make sense.
4: Yeah. Um. Well, to that i i will <laughs> I will simply say i have I have no further comment, and uh, probably need to get back to work.
6: Gene Peters-Baker, the Jackson County prosecutor, it's been a busy couple of weeks for you. We are so sorry. Um, we appreciate your service. Uh, I, Again, I, I don't envy the position you're in here in about three minutes. And thank you for
4: joining thank you. us. Thank you all. Thank you.
6: Be well. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. We will take the Britt Reed story till the top of the hour, and then we'll get into Festivus Friday after 5 o'clock. I am dumbfounded by the governor of Missouri. I am sickened
3: I, I said by this just, commutation. I, I said to Scott during the break, we are paid to have words. I don't have words. Oh, I have plenty. I have plenty. What do you say to Ariel and her family, and I don't believe for one second they got a courtesy heads up this was coming, if the, the- prosecutor's office... Had no idea. Governor Mike Parsons of Missouri should be
6: ashamed of himself today that he commuted this sentence, did not give the Jackson County prosecutor a courtesy heads up that it was coming. She found out 10 minutes ago when the news broke on a CBS affiliate in Columbia, Missouri. It is disgusting. Well, it's political. If He's this not. Was, uh, it's political. If this was He's anybody not other than Andy running Reed's, again, if this was anybody other than Andy Reid's kid, this would have never happened. You know it, and I
3: know it. it. This is disgusting. How do you even begin to explain this to that child's family? Governor Mike Parsons
6: should be impeached tonight.
0: apply today at penfed.org slash savings federally insured by ncua five dollar minimum to open account to receive any advertised product you must become a member of penfed
1: penfed's got great rates for everyone
2: selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by of speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023.
3: So I'm going to read a statement that was just released by the governor's Press secretary. I need a drink. I mean, my God. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City Star headline Ex Chief's Assistant Britt Reed drove drunk, injuring girl, sentence commuted by governor. And this is the statement from Missouri Governor Mike Parsons' office. Mr. Reed has completed his alcohol abuse treatment program and has served more prison time than most individuals convicted of similar offenses. Mr. Reed will be under house arrest until October 31st, 2025, with strict conditions of probation, including weekly meetings with a parole officer, weekly behavioral counseling attendance, weekly meetings with a peer support sponsor, and stringent community service and employment requirements. A full list of the conditions of the commutation can be found in the attached letter, which I do not feel like reading. The, the optics of this are so bad.
6: So bad. Britt Reed was a drunk driver who destroyed the life of Ariel Young.
3: Destroyed it. Governor Mike Parsons is a politician about to hang it up and is doing this on his way out the door.
6: Mike Parsons, the governor of Missouri, should be impeached tonight. There is. Now keep in mind, uh, Kevin Strickland, there was plenty of evidence proving his innocence. Let me get, I was just about to get to that. And, and you and I can and c- kind of dovetail on each other. Kevin Strickland was in prison for 43 years. hmm There was a mountain of evidence that he didn't do it. The prosecutor's
5: office that put him there said as much.
6: Ja- uh, Gene Peters Baker, who was on with us earlier this hour, petitioned the governor to pardon Kevin Strickland. Kevin Strickland couldn't even find the time. To review the case.
3: The governor could not find the time to review the case. Is that what I said? Kevin Strickland missed his mother's funeral because of it. The
6: governor of Missouri could not even be bothered to review the case of Kevin Strickland where there was mountains of evidence that he did not commit those murders. Kevin Strickland
3: just said, I don't don't have time to look at it. Okay, let's... But he had time to look at Britt Reed's case. Focus on what has just happened here. And just the mm. the smack in the face. To the,
6: the young to family.
3: the family, but also to the judicial system in Jackson County that no one was given a courtesy, and there's a reason, by the way, this list was released late on a Friday afternoon.
6: Yes, because it'll be
3: buried in a Saturday paper. And that nobody was given the courtesy in Jackson County to at least warn the family this was coming. That's just basic
6: courtesy. Not only did, did the governor apparently not call the family, he didn't call the Jackson County prosecutor... Who prosecuted this case, leaving her to now call
3: Ariel's family mm-hmm. and explain this to them? There is no explanation. What are you gonna say? Other than we had no idea, we had no heads up, we were not given any um say in this matter. The governor has the legal right to do what he has done. And we are sorry, I mean he does have the legal we are, right. We are sorry? What what do you say? Somebody says
6: so, I'm so thankful that Scott lives in Western Shawnee. Stay out of Missouri politics, please. Th- this isn't Missouri this politics. This was one
3: of the highest profile cases I can remember. That child almost died.
6: Uh, to to uh, 1570, I asked, "Do you support this commutation? Do you support Britt Reed being sent home on house release?" After he plowed into the back of a car, drunk, and destroyed the life of a five-year-old girl, you're happy that I live in Western Shawnee and I need to stay out of Missouri politics. This isn't politics. This is justice. There's a difference. Was. Was. Uh, you you get my point.
3: I I. I- I I looked at Scott during the break and I go, you're, you're not going to, you are not going to believe the words about to come out of my mouth. You and
6: I, there's no other word to describe the reaction that you and I had when we saw that press release. Shock. Other than dumbfounded.
3: Gobsmacked.
6: Yes. There is, I can't think of a reason other than his last name is Reed.
3: Just from an optics standpoint. Just walk through it's this with hor- me. It's horrible. From an optics standpoint, it is horrible. It's horrible optics for, for the Chiefs organization that had nothing to do with this. It just, all of it stinks to high heaven.
6: There, There, there is no way, if his name was Britt Smith, there is no way that he his sentence is commuted. There's not. L- let's just call it what it is, guys. Okay? Let's be honest with each other. Okay, Britt Reed is getting his sentence commuted because he is Andy Reed's son.
3: That's it. Let's be honest. Well, but they, you you noticed in that release, others with similar crimes have served similar sentences. I don't. I don't. I don't. Meaning I don't one, one that for year. A I Scott. I don't. I don't believe that. I, for a I can't. Second. I can't defend it, but I don't know that to be untrue. But it even saying that I can't defend it. Because you and I know better than anybody, with the high-profile nature of that case, in cases like that, sentences can be longer.
6: Yes, and rarely are they commuted
3: by a governor. One of the reasons sentences can be longer is because with all of that attention, they want to send a message Mm -hmm. to the community, don't
6: do what this individual did. Oh, you mean don't drink and drive, plow into the back of a stalled car on the side of a— Exit ramp or entrance ramp and damn near kill a five year old kid? Who, by the way, the lawyer for the family says now uh, has the capabilities of an infant? Sam and Carney. Sam, good afternoon. Hello.
5: How are you doing? Love your show. And yeah, you kind of beat me to it. If I would have been anybody else's last name but Reed, they'd be in prison for the rest of their life.
6: Well, they would certainly be in prison for the full three years.
5: Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that just shows you how messed up our judicial system is, and our governor. And like you said, he should
1: he should be uh, out of office tonight. He,
6: he the, the the if the Missouri General Assembly had a soul, they would convene tonight and impeach Governor Parsons. But Sam had a point. It would have been more than three years
5: had it been just Joe Schmo.
3: Ariel's mother, Felicia Miller, in a statement read by Assistant Jackson County Prosecutor Brady Twenter during the sentencing hearing, said that her daughter still suffers from the crash. This was at the time. She drags her right foot when she walks, has trouble keeping her balance, and becomes nauseated during car rides. Ariel takes special education classes and now wears thick glasses. This is our life, hmm. the statement read. Ariel's hmm. life is forever changed because of what happened.
6: 913-586-7798. All right, kids. We have Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news, the airing of the grievances. Uh, But before we get to that, we are following breaking news out of Jefferson City, where the governor of Missouri, Mike Parsons, who should be impeached, has just commuted the sentence of former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach and son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, uh, Britt Reid. Britt Reid's sentence has just been commuted for the drunk driving crash that damn near killed and certainly destroyed the life of one Ariel Young, who was five years old at the time of that crash. The attorney for the family... In stories that I've been reading during the commercial break, says she is almost infant-like.
3: Um, help me understand something. <clears throat> Does the commutation mean it's all wiped slate clean? Bye bye. Or uh, no, that's not. No, it that.
6: remains on his record. Uh, it's com- the pardon
3: that would be like a pardon
6: would be the, the whatever slate. you just did is gone. So a commutation is the, the the conviction, which of course is a felony, stays remains on his record. And he is now under house arrest through 2025. He has to go to AA and um, do some community service work. He has to maintain employment of 30 hours per week. Weekly meetings with a probation officer. Mm-hmm. Weekly attendance of behavioral counseling and support programs. David in Raytown. David, good afternoon. Hello.
5: Hi, Scott. Hi, Dana. Hi. Um i First and foremost, I just want to say how
6: disgusted and sorry I am for Ariel Stanley. Uh, this is awful. The one point I wanted to make, this is another slap in the face by my governor, Mike Parson, to our prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, the good person in this. Yep. This is just a uh, another way to try to put another nail in her political coffin. Thanks. I almost don't disagree with that in a weird way.
3: But, but, Scott, even retiring politicians try to stay out of the headlines for or, the worst possible ways. Or okay, at least, Or at least go out
6: on a high note.
3: You had to have known the backlash from this decision would be swift and just... Overwhelming.
6: And Governor Parson has to have people around him.
3: Yeah, that, yes. Who who are
6: political. He said, now, wait a minute. Do you really want to do this? This is going to come back on you, Mr. Parson, and it's not going to be good. You want to go down with a legacy. You don't want this to be part of it. He clearly did not listen. Stephen in Olathe. Hello, Stephen.
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm really, I'm really ecstatic hearing the words that are coming out of both of your mouths, because when this Britt uh, Reed incident was actually happening, everyone was really hot quiet about you, including yourselves. So to hear all of this and the way that you really feel about it, it's just really great to hear that. Thank you. And, um, you know, that little girl, she, if I'm not mistaken, is brain damaged for the rest of her life. And in comparison to, uh, say, like uh, Charles, Charles, uh, no, not Charles, but uh, uh, Representative Swab, his boy out there died in uh, North Kansas, uh, no, in, in Kansas City up by the Legends on that Schlitterbahn ride. And they got millions. Yeah, but, but
3: I don't want to get into the civil no idea what he's talking I don't, about. I don't want to get into the civil side of things of course there was a civil settlement in that case it doesn't change the fact that that little girl's never going to be the same well, I, he's d- referencing d- the punishment between the classes of the victims uh, okay yeah yeah okay well it's a little apples well, and oranges well, well,
6: but, when we're referring to the Secretary of State of the state of Kansas Scott Schwab let's not call him our boy
3: yeah it, I was like where, where is this All right, going
6: Stephen? how horribly disrespectful Scott Schwab is a good man, and he's a personal friend. I know Scott Schwab and the horror that that family went through. Festivus Friday is next. Praise God. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. The airing of the grievances next when we return here on Dana and Parks.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime.